All right, this is kind of interesting in uh, in a couple of uh, areas. Uh, I'll, I'll just give you the the basic information, and we'll bring our guests on to talk about it. Canadians are starting to plan post-COVID travel. So there's some optimism for you. We've had some pessimists on this morning. Uh, so they're tr- starting to plan post-COVID travel. And there's a new Angus Reid study that was commissioned by the online will platform Willful. And it's found that almost half, 39% of Ontario parents are planning to travel without their kids, very salient point, in the near future and very anxious about leaving them at home. I guess, you know, we've all gotten, let's just say pins and needles an easier way to, to kiss it off uh, because of the way we spent the last year and a half. But that's not stopping people from saying, I got to get I got to get away. I just got to get away, which is why so many people are saying I'm going to go travel. Um, prior to COVID-19, travel was the number two reason people created a will on Willful. Often traveling without kids is a, a trigger to get emergency plans in place in case anything happens while you're away. I, I've kind of been that way when the kids were younger. Um, we we still, of course, maintain wills. I hope all of you do, even if uh, you feel that you're of modest means. God, if you live in Toronto or anywhere in the environs, you can't be of modest means. Yes, you can, but a lot of people have what to leave, and uh, it should be well looked after. Uh, willful CEO Erin Bury uh, is with us today. She's expecting her first child come November, and um, she has a bunch of tips for us on this, and I guess uh, more sensitized by the fact that you're imminently going to be a mother. Good morning, Erin. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm just fine, and congratulations to you in advance. Well, thank you. I'm excited and slightly terrified. Well, yeah, and I'm excited and slightly slightly terrified. I can't even say it. Slightly terrified that I'm (laughs) going to be a grandpa in the not-too-distant future, in a matter of weeks, actually. So, Well, uh, congratulations to you. That's very exciting. Well, you know, it is. Um, Now I have a a reason to say that I'm older. Anyway, you're talking about uh, being prepared in the unlikely event that you're traveling, and uh, let's say it the way it is. You don't come back. What do you have to do to be prepared so that the people who are your, it's an ugly subject, but it's like insurance. You have to deal with it. What do you do? How do you sit down and say, I need to look at what happens to Joe, Bob, Mary, whoever it happens to be, who's going to be back here when I don't show up, sad as that may be, I've got to leave them in good stead. How do you begin the process? Yeah, well, Peter, you don't do what my parents did when I was younger, which is, you know, the day before they would leave on a trip without me, I would get a panicked email or voicemail or phone call saying, oh, my goodness, the will is in this filing cabinet. And here's where we have life insurance with this person. And it was always this kind of panicked realization the day before they would go away that, oh, my goodness, something might happen while we're away. So, I mean, I'll one up you. I'll one up you, (laughs) Erin. My parents called from the airport and said, we just bought some flight insurance. <laughs> that was it. That was it. I love it. Well, at least they thought about it before the plane took off, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think that's the natural behavior that we see. And the reason that it's kind of one of the top reasons people come to create their will on Willful is you know, you don't think about emergency planning when you're booking a trip. You're just excited to be going wherever you're going and you're, you know, planning out your meals and your activities. And then it tends to be the day before you get on the plane, especially I think post-COVID where people really haven't been separated from their kids in over 18 months, that it hits you that, oh my goodness, you know, people always talk about the plane. What if the plane goes down? I'm like, do you know the odds for that happening? They're very low. But I think the point is, 
COVID made us all realize that having emergency plans before there's an emergency is really the important thing. So, you know, I think the first step is making sure you have those plans. To your point, Peter, you're responsible, you've got your wills, but our research shows that 57% of Canadians don't have a will. And so the majority of folks don't have kind of the basics of emergency planning. So I think the first step is take care of getting the will that appoints a guardian. If you have minor children that can take care of them, it says who's going to get your assets to your point, whether they're modest or whether they're not, uh, you know, you still have stuff that you would want to go to the right people. And then outside of that, it would be things like, you know, making sure you have life insurance. And if you do, making sure these documents are all centralized in a place where whoever is caring for your kids while you're gone knows where they are in the event of an emergency. Sure. Well, people, this is the kind of thing that people keep pushing off. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm, you know, I'm 39 years old or 38 years, whatever it happens to be. I'm not imminently going to uh, expire. But 60% of Ontario parents, 60% of parents in Ontario don't have any up-to-date will. And yet they've got kids who might have to, you know, under the tutelage of somebody else, and maybe even there you haven't appointed a guardian or asked somebody if they would be in the unlikely event that you don't come back. Uh, that That's, well, I'll use the word. It's irresponsible. And uh, it doesn't have to cost a fortune. I think people are worried, Aaron, that, you know, I have to go to a lawyer. The lawyer's going to have to take my information. That's going to be a couple of hours. Then they're going to have to put it into the document. I'm going to have to go over the document with them. That's more hours. It's going to cost me 1000 or 2000 or 3000 bucks. Could be more to get a will. You don't have to do it that way. Well, exactly. I mean, and you can choose to do it that way. There's there's nothing wrong if that's your comfort level or if you have a complex situation with visiting a lawyer, but platforms like Willful help you to do it online, almost like TurboTax for your taxes. So if you have a simple situation, you know, it's going to cost you 99 bucks to do your will on Willful with free updates in future. And to your point, I think people are overwhelmed because they think it's really complex and overwhelming. And let's face it, nobody wants to contemplate their own mortality, right? So you put all those factors together and it means that people do tend to put it off. But it's one of those peace of mind things, right? Like life insurance, where these are not meant to benefit you. A will and life insurance only come into effect when you pass away. But I hate to break it to you, we're all going to pass away at some point. So whether it happens, hopefully not in five years, hopefully Hopefully in 50 years, you'll at least have those documents in place and you'll have the peace of mind that if anything does happen, your family is, is protected. Yes, yeah, that death and taxes thing. You can't escape either of them. Um, look at the, the next point that I'm looking at in your material is an important one. And that's the act, not just of having uh, instructions. It's telling people where to locate things. A list of passwords, um, where something, heirlooms, for example, are kept in the home, in safe deposit boxes, whatever it happens to be, there has to be a point person. You have to tell somebody who's not going to be traveling with you um, that this is where you find things, this is what they are, and you have to share with them what the amounts look like and what is important, and people don't do that. Well, I think it's, you know, if I think about my own situation, I'm 36 expecting my first child, but I'm also the executor for my parents' estate. And, you know, if they were to pass away tomorrow, would I know how to access their digital accounts and who they hold their investments with and where their banking is held? I mean, I should be the person that knows that most as the owner of an estate planning company. And I still haven't had those conversations with them necessarily. So I think it's really natural to not 
share those details with your kids or share those details with important people. Um, and But when someone passes away without doing that, I mean, the reason that we started the company, my husband and I, is his uncle passed away and hadn't shared any of those details. And the scrambling that the family had to go through, the arguments that happened around what Uncle Dave would have wanted, we just could have avoided all of that if he had had the conversations and you know, compiled the key documents and information in a place where we knew about them. So again, it takes maybe, you know, one awkward conversation, definitely over wine to talk about this stuff uh, at the dinner table. But, you know, taking an hour now can save your family, you know, tens, 20, 100 hours once something happens. Sure. I mean, being honest about it, we have, uh, uh, there was a death in the family not that long ago and somebody didn't do the right paperwork or tell uh, the uh, the survivors what might happen. And we've been a year fooling around trying to deal with uh, an estate matter. I won't go any deeper than that, but it's exactly this situation that eventuated. Anyway, you, you should also have a key contact list of doctors, lawyers, financial accountants, people like that. And uh, health travel insurance, important, isn't it? It is. I mean, I think that's kind of the basics for traveling is making sure that you're covered while you're away. But especially with COVID, I mean, my parents go to Florida half the year, not last year because of COVID. But for them, having insurance is so key because if anything happens, including COVID, while they're away, they want to make sure that they're protected. So emergency planning to me isn't just, you know, what happens if I were to pass away? It's also what happens if I were to be stranded there for an extra week? And, you know, do I have a backup plan for care for my children? Do I have a key contact list in case they get sick while I'm away? Uh, And am I covered in case anything happens? now it's also things like emergency funds. I mean, it's it extends beyond just the travel to every area of your life. And I know after COVID, I'm definitely working on building up that emergency fund in case uh, anything happens again. Well, I wish you well with Willful. I wish you well with your uh, forthcoming uh, birth. You're going to be a mom. And uh, I wish everybody out there well in dealing with One of these things that we all know we don't like, but we have to deal with. If you haven't done it, you're one of the 60%. So chances are I'm talking to you, sir, you, ma'am. Do it. Thank you, Erin. Thanks, Peter. Good luck with becoming a grandpa as well. Congratulations. I appreciate that. Thank you. Erin Bury, uh, CEO of Willful.